In this episode, I sit down with the stepfather to my children and we discuss what it's like to co-parent children, how he was raised, how that affected how he raises his children now, and the struggles we have been through in the last decade of our lives. I hope you guys enjoy it. Today I'm interviewing with Gabe. He is the stepfather to my son and the father to my older two kids. We've known each other a little over a decade and our start wasn't so easy as I've talked about before in my first podcast. But once we came to find out that, you know, that what stories we were being told were manipulation, we decided it was best to raise our kids together and we've done that pretty well for probably close to a decade now. So if you want to just say hi and tell people where you're from, where you were raised, all that kind of stuff. Hey, I'm Gabe. Let's see, I guess um uh, born in Texas, born and raised in Texas. Yeah, both your parents? Yep. How many do you have any brothers and sisters? Two sisters, a brother that we lost about twenty years ago. Yeah. And I'm the youngest of them all. <laughs> yeah. We're both the youngest, so how was your upbringing with your parents? It was tough, it was rough. Uh my dad was strict as hell. Yeah. Mm, extremely strict. Had no relationship with him whatsoever. You know, he was referred to as uh, dad or sir. Right. And that was it. Yeah. That was it. Dad or sir. The only two acceptable things to call my dad. <laughs> yes, sir. Hi, dad. Good night, dad. Yeah. You no, find sir. now that you're older, you have a better relationship with him? Yeah. That didn't happen until I was probably about 24, 25 years old. Yeah. You're but, both yeah, military, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. Right on. And like when you were a child and a teen, were you a good kid? Yeah, I was actually a good kid. Yeah. Because I had well, I had three older brothers, uh, three, three, three older siblings, siblings right? that I learned from their mistakes. <laughs> I, was, I was smart enough to not do the stupid shit they did. Yeah. So I just kind of stayed under the radar. So. Yeah, and in your upbringing, how do you think that affected your parenting for your kids do you think you're as strict more strict less strict way less strict and way more of a involved dad yeah and my dad was and that's because my dad wasn't involved with anything other than discipline for the most part right and then uh so yeah well it leads me to this one question this one girl asked me once was and this was not too long ago maybe four years ago She's like, if you could change anything about your childhood, what would it be? And immediately, didn't even have to think about it. It was like, I would have loved to have not grown up in fear of my dad. Yeah. So I did not want to be the kind of dad my dad was. Even though, I mean, he would... I don't know. I mean, it's not like he was a total dickhead. I mean, well, he kind of was. <laughs> but I guess his re- his re- the results of what I became were, were a good, decent human being. Right. So that was good, but otherwise it could have been a lot more loving and fun if he wasn't quite so much of a hard ass. Right. The the mythology of getting there, whatever, the method of getting to where you were could have been different. Yeah, and I I still could have have turned out to be a good human being. Right. You know, I'm sure, but... Right. I take, was your mom kind of the opposite? I mean, more nurturing or... She was, but she kind of like stood in the background. Yeah. It was... Traditional. They were both born in 1935, 
So it was the traditional, my dad was the breadwinner and the disciplinary. My mom, she took care of the house. Right. <laughs> you right. know. She cooked and cleaned. Yep, and, cooked, yep. cleaned, and... Yep. No, that, that's how I was raised by my parents, too. So, And they were a generation, almost a whole generation after that. So I think my dad was born in the early 50s. But same, my dad brought the money home, and my mom stayed home yeah. and cooked and cleaned and took care of the kids. You know, so... Do you think that, I mean, like you said, you want to be more there. Do you think your kids look at you as differently than you looked at your dad? Do you think they have a different relationship with you? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah? Well, for one, because my kids and I, like, we have an extremely open relationship as far as communication. Right. And they know that they can come to me and tell me anything, even if it's bad stuff that they should not be doing. (laughs) That's illegal. Right. They know they can do it, and they know I'm not going to just completely be a maniac about it right i might get mad but nonetheless they know that it, i'm not going to stop loving them or hate them for anything that they do right well and i mean i think we've talked about this before growing up without their mom so much in their life that we did give them more than what they probably should have had as far as freedoms and yeah you know the ability like you said you know like it'd be nice to have them some responsibility where we thought, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you know, we want to let that slide. And, yeah, yeah. You know, you've had a tough House, life. And... Household chores is the biggest thing for me. <laughs> right, right. Is, yeah, I just, I felt guilty because, yeah, they didn't grow up with their mom. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to push them and be, you know, a total dick about cleaning and stuff. And But now I'm thinking, shit, they're older. And now it's like, God damn, it's like, now uh, I did them a disservice because they need to know that, yeah, no, you live in a house, you need to pull your weight and take care of shit. So now I'm having to teach them that at 15 and 16 instead of right. 8 Seven and 9. And eight, right. yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's and a little just, bit harder now. And if you haven't listened to anything else, like their mom was an alcoholic. She passed away from liver cirrhosis in October of 2018. So it hasn't even been a year that, that she's been gone. Uh, the boys didn't see their mom for the last two or three years she was alive. Abby, who's the oldest daughter, she probably saw her every once a month, maybe twice a month. Yeah. All the way up until she passed away almost. You know, there were times she wouldn't see her for a little while or her mom would disappear here and there or whatever. But for the most part, Abby saw her on a regular basis and, you know, just so you have that background of what's going on. But yeah, she passed away less than a year ago and... I think for what they've been through, they've all done amazingly well. Like, all three of them passed school last year with yeah, absolutely exceptional grades, you know, by my standards at least. All of them have some sort of extracurricular activity to some degree. Uh, the boys, more video games than sports. But I think, yeah, for what they've been through, like, and yeah, again, neither one of us have ever let them use that as an excuse. That, oh, my mom's sick. Oh, that should be a thing, like. And I even tried when they died, when she passed away. I'm like, you guys have the right to grieve and tell people, fuck you. And it's okay, because your mom just passed away. And they were just like, we're fine. We don't need to do that, which they're not fine. We get that. You know, we've gone through therapy with them. We've done everything we need to do. I do think, though, that they've made a much, I don't know, a much big, I think it's a much bigger impact or difference than I would have dealt with it. At their age? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't... None of them drown their sorrows in alcohol yeah. and drugs. And they all kept going to school and getting good grades and right. meeting with their friends on, like, normal kids. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, We're average kids. <laughs> average kids. So, just so you know, Gabe is Hispanic, and I want to touch on that because I want to know, growing up or even being a dad, do you notice in America or in general, if that affects or changes any aspect of your life or your parenting? I mean, did you deal with racism as a kid? You know, I mean, the kids, let me just explain. The kids are blonde and they look white, so I don't know that they ever are considered Spanish or Mexican yeah. by any of their friends. No, they're not. And as a matter of fact, Abby, on several occasions, argued with her friends like, idiots, my name is Garza. <laughs> yes, I have green eyes and blonde hair, but my dad is straight up Mexican. You know? <laughs> right. Right. You know, and I know it's an issue of today's society, but I just wonder if that was something growing up, if you noticed an effect to that so much. I, I don't think so. I'm like, maybe I was just too stupid to notice. <laughs> but I don't feel I don't like, I don't feel that I uh, was like a, I guess a victim of racism, right? As far as being Hispanic, so yeah. or Mexican, or however you want to fucking word it. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I. I, I don't. Did you grow I, up fairly in a fairly Hispanic community? Like, about the first 10 years of my life, yeah. But yeah. then after that, no, there was probably, uh, I grew up in much more of a Anglo neighborhood. Yeah. Because that's the weirdest thing, like in, like in Texas, like San Antonio specifically. And not as much today as when my dad was a kid, or even when I was a kid. But, I mean, there was, like, segregation, like... You know, like, the majority of Mexicans lived in one area of San Antonio. The majority of right. white people lived in another. The majority of black people lived in another. And it's still somewhat segregated like that. Yeah. It it seems to be, but nowhere near as much as what it was in the right. 50s and 60s. Well, and I mean, it's not, it's publicly accepted. But it's yeah. probably demographically the same segregation. Like, there's probably yeah. a white neighborhood, you know. Yeah. And I think, that's a, yeah. I think that's a lot of places, I mean... Where we live, like I've talked about before in Broomfield, it's a very middle class, right. mixed, you know, it's yeah, it's white, it's I guess. I mean, predominantly, predominantly white. Really is. You know, but I mean, I grew up here and he says it's white. And like from when I grew up here as a kid, like it was white. There wasn't Spanish or any other race, really. There's one or two different families and that was about it. Now, there's a lot. There's it's a lot more blended. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. more blended. But it is a very... Middle class, safe place to grow up. Like, I don't know. Very. That, you know, I don't know. Obviously, racism exists, but I don't know that it's a problem in our community. You know, and I mean, I mean, my kids, my son, Julian, who's a 10-year-old, 10, 10 like, I know that it's not an issue of what color you are or yeah. what race you are. And they just play together. Like, yeah. it's not a thing that's an issue where I think back when we were growing up, it was kind of an issue. A little bit more of one. Right, and the further back you go, the more of an issue it was, yeah. you know, obviously, for sure. So as far as the kids, like, your goals, I mean, if you could say my goals for my kids are what? College, well, you know. One, graduate high school. <laughs> yeah, get through high school, that's a and, good thing. And Abby, being a, you know, 16-year-old girl, uh, lived to, high, to graduate right, right, high school. right, right, right. Hopefully but, make good enough decisions to not be a mom before you're 20-something. Yeah. You know? That would be a definite for sure. Yeah, that and, um, yeah, that none of them become parents before they graduate high school. And, two, and, I mean, I, I'm not 
naive. I know that a college education is not the end all be all of everything and right. a secret to you're gonna have automatic success if you do or not, because granted hell, their mom graduated college and <laughs> yeah. she's dead at the age of forty three and never right. did anything with her degree. Right. But nonetheless, like I I want them both to graduate college. Right. Because I mean if at the bare minimum it's it's something that might give them a leg up from somebody who doesn't. Right. Well, and it's something to fall degree. back on. Yeah. You know, no matter what they choose to do, they can always so, say, okay, you know, I do have this degree. Graduate from high school, not be a parent before that, and <laughs> graduate from college and yeah. be happy. Right. And hopefully find something that you can earn money, make a living at doing something that's going to make you happy in life. Right. If they chose the military, how would you feel? I wouldn't want them to do it. No. No. No? Wouldn't want the life you had? No. Nope. It's just, it's too hard. I yeah. Just, I wouldn't want that for my kids. I want my, it's not like I want my kids to have an easier life. I just don't want them to have those extra stresses that are added to a life when it comes to them living a military life. Right. No, I can understand that. You know, and I do want, you know, I do think that, you know, our kids are fortunate, your kids are fortunate that they do have your military background and they have help with college and they can get a four-year degree and not come out riddled in debt. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're going to have debt, but they'll probably spend more Minimal. on a car yeah. than they're going to spend on their college education. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, especially the way things are going now. Like, you know, I think 30, 40 grand, probably a realistic debt. Yeah. You know, so they also do have, you know, some inheritance from their mom and yeah. their grandma that will help out with that. So I think they'll be set for that way. Um, as far as, like, let's see. Their social interactions on the internet with their friends, like how closely do you think you monitor that? You know, I mean, obviously, being our generation, we have no idea. <laughs> Bad dad alert, I don't monitor it at all. Right, no. I um, trust that they're smart enough, and I tell them so many things about creepy, evil, horrible people <laughs> in the world and the internet that I'm just, all I can do is hope that they make the right choices because in all honesty from what I, little i do know because i'm not on any social media at all anymore i, I was at one point but right. for the last year and a half almost two years not any social media but even then like even if i were to look up their stuff like they can delete anything they don't want me to see anyway right or hide it or, or hide it yeah. have a separate account so it's know, not like so. i mean i don't want to sound like a to those <laughs> parents who monitor everything and like let me see your phone and go through their phones it's like right like really like your kids can delete stuff that they don't want you to see right. after they do it so it's right. it's not i don't know well and i think there's some degree of rebellion to that much monitoring yeah i think you know what i, I mean? think it could possibly do more harm than good right you know yeah you should probably like at my son's age who's 10 like, I monitor to some degree what he's doing, but, again, like, I also know or hope that he's been raised well enough to make the right decisions and understand that the consequences for the wrong decisions are you don't get the social media or you don't get to do whatever you were doing, you know, but being over their shoulder and saying, oh, what are you doing, what is this, what is this, I think would lead to... At least in my experience, it would have led to rebellion. Make like, them rebel have been a like, bit more. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll just make up a hidden account that you don't know shit about. Yeah, exactly. You know? Or shut down and not tell you everything, anything. Right. Because that's, like, right. that's why I have the relationship I do with my kids is, 
Like, yeah, no, you come to me if you have a problem about something or you want to talk about something. And I don't go ape shit when it's stuff I really wish I didn't know or didn't happen. <laughs> because I figure, well, if I do that, then they'll never tell me anything. Right. So I'd much rather them tell me the things they need to. And hopefully I can give them advice that they'll listen to. And, and, <laughs> and move know, down go the from road. there right. instead of not telling me anything at all. Because, well, dad's just going to freak out if I tell him. Right. So yeah. Or I'm gonna get in trouble and be grounded forever or, you know, yeah. whatever the consequences might be for a different house. And I do think we've done a pretty good job raising kids that make fairly good choices, I would say. Yeah. You know, I mean they're teenagers I mean, yeah, and so they're, they're gonna, gonna do I mean, the stupid, gonna do shit stupid, stupid shit they're gonna stuff, do. Period. Well, I was a really good kid, but I still did stupid shit. Right. And I was right. lucky that I lived through that stupid shit that I did, you know? But mm-hmm. Yep. And we don't raise our children with any religious compass, I would say. You know, I know that it's not something they've ever been around or church or any of that, but. But they know the difference between good and bad. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. Evil right and wrong. Absolutely. And my question and was going right to be do you, do you care what your kids do and like what they choose to believe in life? Like, your kids came to you and said, I'm going to. Join the Mormon faith because that's what my husband or my boyfriend is like. Personally, I think it might be weird, but I mean, if if that's right, what gets them right. through the day, that's yeah, what gets that's, them through the day. Right, I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm not going to knock somebody's religion. I just right. so happen to not, you know, right agree with everyone's view. Right? Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely, and I don't agree with organized religion at all. Like, do I believe there's a god? Probably. Do I believe in any sort of organized religion that? has rules and boundaries and expectations like no like no, do no, what makes no, you don't. happy and live your life because i no one knows what comes next so no. you miss the boat being religious <laughs> you live your life for whatever no. religion you are and you I mean, don't find your own happiness and some people that makes them happy yeah. like good for you but, but i don't think it makes somebody a good person or a bad person but just because somebody has religion doesn't mean they're good human beings right Absolutely. And some people that don't have religion are probably the better human beings sometimes. Yeah. You know, and as far as their sexual orientation, that wouldn't be something that they had any issue with. I could give a shit less. Yeah, yeah. As as I hear you. Happy. I hear you. Right on. Nope. All right. Well, if you could change one or two things about what you did as a parent, what would that be? Probably only one thing, and that's not be as lenient on my kids about household chores as I was. And the only reason I was is because I felt guilty because they didn't grow up with their mom. So that's probably, that's honestly, I think that's the only thing I would change is I would have had structured uh, household chores the whole entire time through. Right, so it was just how they grew up rather than, oh crap, now I'm 15 Mm -hmm. and I don't really feel like doing the dishes. Yep. Or I did the dishes, I'll see you later. No, come back. you yeah. got to finish the dishes. Yeah. Three trips later, yeah. <laughs> you get the yeah. dishes finished. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, I hear yeah, you. no, it's probably the only thing I would change as a parent that I wish I did differently. Yeah? Growing up, how well off would you say your family was? Financially, socially, economically, that kind of thing. I mean, did you do without as a no. kid? No, I mean, do without? No, because to me, doing without is going without a meal. Right. Yeah. Never, food, never went without a food, meal. Food, clothes, house, roof over your always, house. Always had three meals a day. Right. 
granted it wasn't you know always what i wanted to eat but nonetheless <laughs> it was there they, yeah right and i always had clothes they weren't always brand new they right. weren't always the best but it doesn't matter because i had clothes and and i think this because like i've seen kids even watching my kids grow up like even right. kids aaron broomfield I'm like my gosh that kid like half of his shoe is missing right you know because like and it was the bottom part that he needed. Right, absolutely. Yeah, you know, so yep. I mean we always had shoes. They weren't name brand shoes, but it's like I didn't go without anything really. Yeah. Yeah. Do you didn't think, have the top of the line, but I didn't go without anything. Right. You think your kids feel like they went without? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Because they too. have not gone without a right. damn thing. Right. I mean like just for an example, they've never had cable T V in their house, ever. Nope, and they never will because I just don't believe Right. That. Well and I don't think that's necessarily a go without in today's society, you know? Like it's yeah. probably a blessing because it wastes a lot of time. Yeah. It does. It, honestly, like you turn the T V on and it's four hours later you get back up and you're like, Oh crap. I just wasted four hours of my right. life. Right, you know, and I mean the other part of that is with today's society they have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and yeah. every other damn thing on their phone that you could ever want. So yep. why pay 200 bucks a month to have television in your house, you yeah. know? But yeah, I think we've done a pretty good job with what we've had to provide our kids. You know, I know Julian is spoiled beyond all means. Like, But both all the kids, like, they all have nice bedroom, nice clothes, yeah. you know, video game systems, yeah. cars at 15, you know. They've been able to afford, like, oh, I don't have to pay my insurance and my gas and all of my bills in order to have yeah. a car. Like, Or even their phone bills. Like, Abby has right. friends that if she wanted an iPhone, I, there's this one particular friend, she had to buy her own iPhone and pay her own phone bill. Right. So, Which, our kids don't have to. Yeah, no, our kids, yeah, they've never had to nope. do stuff like that, you know. And again, maybe in 10 years we look back and say, damn, we should have. We should have made them. But, you know, those are lessons you learn. And, uh, you know, again, back to, I mean, and I don't even know if it's necessarily, guilt is the right word, but just the situation with their mom made it hard to expect more out of them, yeah. I guess, would yeah. be the way to put it. Yeah. You know, like it was Definitely. hard for the, you know, for them to be going through what they went through and then to expect them to do this and do that and this is how life is and you're just going to have to deal with it like I think we did a pretty good job getting through that and I don't think it's by any means over no. <laughs> you know I mean Abby graduates next year this time and no mom will be there her mom's not going to be there and I think she doesn't look at that being that she's 17 and she knows everything and the world's perfect but I think things like that are going to affect all of them okay. you know I know for a fact that I've talked to AJ and He's going to struggle through October, which, yeah. you know, he goes back to school, and then a month later he's going to have to deal with the anniversary of his mom's death. You know, and I think that's going to be an issue for who knows how long. You know, and it's hard to say what and what doesn't affect yeah. them. I mean, and even if it does, they might not vocalize it. I mean, because, like, even, like, Abby, perfect example, you know, her mom had nothing to do with her very first, uh, not prom, but just dance. Homecoming dance or Yeah, whatever. homecoming right. dance, yeah. Right. Like, her mom had nothing to do with the homecoming dance, you know. I think right. you, the we, first yeah. one... I took her and got you her... You took her to get her nails, nails done. done. and her yeah. makeup, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, I took her, dropped her off. I did pictures of her and her friends. It's like, there was no mom involved there, and she was right. alive. So, they've kind of already been dealing with it a little bit, with mom not being part of their right. lives. Right, well, and I mean, she do she did gymnastics for her entire childhood, and I can remember it, and when years. she got to the high school level, they'd have a parent day 
where they would yeah. introduce everyone's parents, like mom and dad, and, you know, she'd always, always tease us about, you think people think you guys are gay? Because <laughs> you guys are together like this all the time? Like, you think those couple, they look at you like you're gay? <laughs> but she would also introduce us both as her dads, which to me meant the world because, you know, as her stepdad, like, she didn't have to do that. But her mom was still alive, and she would say, her mom wouldn't be on the list of people that nope. she would introduce as a parent. Yeah. She would introduce the two of us. Yeah. yeah. You know, which, I mean, that right there, I think, kind of speaks volumes because she knew her mom wasn't going to show up. show up. Yeah. Right. I mean, and when she did, like, was she cognitive and sober? Probably no. not. <laughs> so yeah. they kind of knew. And, I mean, that started, gee whiz. They were young. Five, six, seven, somewhere in there. That started maybe six and eight. Yeah. Oh, younger than that. Well, well, no, five and seven, because it would have been ten years ago. She, I say, yeah. she started ju- drinking after Julian was heavily. Born. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. about ten years. Yeah, ago. I mean, yeah. so ten years of dealing with, you know, and like I, I've said before, I think it was two and a half, three years that we had to split custody, and they'd be over there sometimes, and at our house sometimes, and I think at three years into it, I think we were both granted full custody of our children. So we had control over when they saw her, and we kind of, again, gave that to them, I think. You yeah. know, we oh, said, yeah. you guys get to choose when you see your mom. And yeah. not so it's much for Julian, the youngest, because he didn't know. He just knew that it was disappointing, and he would get disappointed, or he would be let down, or, you know, he would go out. And it would be great, because she was a happy drunk that day, and mom was cool, like, everything was fine. I'm going to get new golf clubs next week. And, of course, like, the golf clubs wouldn't come, and I'd have to explain that. Or I don't know how many years I bought presents for him yeah. from his mom just because I knew, like, well, she's not, <laughs> you know. We spend our vacation, our Thanksgivings in California because Thanksgiving became too hard to do with mom around. It was awful. It was just a horrible, horrible experience for everyone. So we just decided to bail, and now it's kind of become a tradition that we just get out of town on Thanksgiving. And, you know, like, honestly, I think that's one of the times that we see our kids happy. Yeah. You know, there is no stress. There is no thought. There is no nothing. There's just relax and hang out at the beach. And, I mean, all of them are happy and carefree and a different kid when they're next to the ocean. And if you ask Abby, like, that's where she's supposed to be. (laughs) And that's where she's going to go to college, and maybe that's where she's going to stay. Who knows? But I do think just getting out and being away and having some time is much better for, you know, just your overall health and even for us to just be able to get away and not think about any of it, you know? So, um... I don't know. I don't know that I have too much more to discuss. You know, I think we've talked pretty much everything, you know. Gabe is dating another woman. He's in another relationship, you know. That's just fairly new, a year or so. Yeah. Kids seem to be fairly receptive to it and happy. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that they don't dislike her because anytime I ever took a woman around that they <laughs> yeah. did not like, I knew they didn't right, like her. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure. <laughs> For sure, and Abby would make that more than evident to yeah. everybody Abby's involved. not afraid to express herself. No, not at all. I, actually, AJ really isn't either. Right, right, but AJ's going to be much more 
I don't know, polite about it, couth about it. Like, he's not going to come out and he be like, won't, hey. He won't verbally come out and say, I right. don't like her dad. Right. But I tell you, he won't think twice about just totally blowing her out, ignoring the fact that somebody was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, and I hope you guys tell your kids you love them and hug them every day, and we will get you on the next podcast. Adios.